This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 455 of the Stable Scoop Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Horselovers.com and the Fairfield Inn North in Lexington, Kentucky. Well, we have some news for you that we're going to share in a few minutes. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hell, high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. Hi, everybody. Howdy, everybody. Hi, Glenn. I am so looking forward to it because as we're talking right now, or actually as they're hearing this right now, we're at Rolex having a blast. Fortunately, Helena couldn't make it this year. I'm so bummed. That's okay. I do miss Rolex and I do miss getting the chance to meet many of our listeners and our auditors. But we got a lot going on here in Rhode Island, so I have to stay put. All right, good. Well, we hope uh, we hope it's all good. And we have some news for the listeners. Uh, do you want to lead the way? We all kinds of news. Yeah, we do you want to lead the way on this uh, big announcement? It is a big announcement. I'm so excited. Well, Stable Scoop has been around for, what, almost nine years now, right? Probably. We started and in 1988, so yeah. 1988? <laughs> Sorry, that's when I got <laughs> married. We started... <laughs> Oops. <laughs> We started in 2008. <laughs> I knew there was an eight in it. <laughs> so, okay, so why, what, what's happening? Well, because, see, this very reason, you get stuck in a rut, and Glenn and I have been using the same format for this show. Just, we're going to change things up a little bit, maybe a lot. Stable Scoop is getting a facelift. We're going to mix up the content. We're going to mix up the format. We're going to mix up the music. All new stuff. It's like going to the, uh, what's the person who does the, the cosmetic surgeon? Oh, yeah, the, the, that's right. The cosmetic surgeon. The, yeah. yeah. But we're not changing who we are. So it's really like a liquid facelift. Yeah. You know, Helene and I sat down last week and we said, let's talk about the last nine years. What are the things that we have enjoyed the most over the last nine years? And then we went a step further and we took a look at the the number, the download numbers, and we wanted to find out what you've enjoyed the most, which episodes really resonated with you, the listener. And they kind of matched up, actually. What we found, yeah, they really did, which was interesting. You know, last year we did the Year of the Listener. It was so much fun for us getting to know everybody. But what was interesting about last year was the amazing and interesting stories that we found with the listeners. So, what? and we, we talked about that, and we also talked about which 
interviews, which conversations did we have that we thought were the coolest when we were done, the ones we ended up talking about? Uh, and, you know, and that's where we went with this whole conversation. And why don't you share with what we kind of came up with? I'm going to keep it very simple. We came up with fascinating stories. We're going to be reaching out to friends and strangers in the horse world. And we're going to be asking you about your fascinating stories. And it could be any kind of story. It could be awe-inspiring. It could be crazy. It could be interesting. It could be scientific. It could be esoteric. It doesn't matter. It's We want to really dig into the fascinating, the, the incredibly fascinating lives of our horses and horse people. So it's not just about horses, but also about the people who devote their lives to them. So we're really going to, we're going to get into some cool stuff, I think. And, you know, we've been doing that over the last nine years. Obviously, that's not a drastic change because we have no. been doing that. What we're, we're, we're going to be doing less, you know, we're, we're, what we're changing is we have so many other shows in the network, and that kind of has changed the dynamic too, right? Yeah. Um, we have so many other shows in the network, and a, and a lot of those other shows focus on breeds and disciplines and things like that. What we want to do is focus on you. Focus on on the horse person and their horses and the fascinating stories that revolve around them. And that's really what we did last year, right? We did it the whole year when we when we took a look at our auditors and our listeners and took a look at their lives. We always said from day one, Helene and I have said this from the first episode nine years ago, that every horse person has a story. It's our job to help them tell that story. Yes. And whether it's heartwarming or dramatic or funny or bizarre or just simply amazing, those are the stories that we want to tell. Uh, we want the, to bring those interesting people on to tell those stories. And, you know, it do, whether the, that's a celebrity to tell that amazing, fascinating story, or whether it's just somebody like you and me uh, to tell our fascinating story, that's what we're going to do every week. So we're going to do one of those every Every week. We're going to do one fascinating story every week. You're adding something to the mix too. I am. Helena's hints. If there is anybody out there, you know what, Glenn, we should have a contest. <laughs> we should have a contest. If anybody out there can remember the Talking Equine Show and can tell me one episode, one of Helena's hints from that show, uh, I will send you a special prize. I have prize. a prize. We'll make sure you get a prize. <laughs> we will make sure you get a prize. Just give me one. There you are can a couple. One thing I talked about. We know there are a couple that listened to that first podcast we did in 2006. Probably. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, we're going to bring back Helena's hints, which will be these little tidbits that I learned from being a backyard horse owner, um, a mom, a horse mom, a human mom, a full-time business owner, entrepreneur, who still tries to squeeze in time to have her horses at home and to ride. So there's a lot of little things that I do throughout the day that actually make this possible. I mean, it really having two horses at home, riding them and doing everything that I do would be next to impossible if I didn't have a million and one little shortcuts throughout the day. So I'm going to share those shortcuts with you guys. And um, that does include some style tips. So when you've been working your horse or grooming your horse all day long and you've eaten a pound of horse hair and you have dust in your hair and then you have to go out to dinner with your husband, I'm going to tell you how to clean up and look great in under 15 minutes. So those kinds of things. How cool. 
And of course, we will always do what we have always done, and that's end with a product review from one of our listeners. Thanks to Horselovers.com for sending out all the test products, and uh, we're always going to do that. Helene and I will never stop doing products, period. As long as we, we have products. a show. Our, that's how we get our geek on. <laughs> yeah, as long as we have a show. Helene and I are product nerds, and as long as we have a show, we're going to be talking about products. That's just, we've always been that way. We started out in the horse world that way, both owning tack businesses. So, yeah. Yeah, we're we're never going to give that up. So th- I, we're very excited about the new format and what's going to happen going forward. This would be the last time. This episode's the last time you're going to hear that old opener. We'll have a new one for you next week. So if you really love that one, you can go back and listen 700 times to this episode because it's going away. And we want to thank our friend, and I can't even remember his name anymore, who did that for us way back before we started our first episode. He sang, he wrote and sang that for us, and I cannot remember his name. Sit on down and laugh uh, till you poop. Sit on down and laugh till you poop. And I want to get Rob Mattern. Rob oh, Mattern yeah. did that for us. He was like 22, 23 years old when he did that. And I knew he sang and played the guitar. He has like 12 kids now, by the way. He's, uh, wow. Yeah, he's got a large family. He still goes out and sings in bars occasionally and, and does his musical thing. But he wrote that, and we had no idea what we were doing. He had no idea, and we've been using it for nine years. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob, for providing us with nine years of bumpers. There'll be a new one for you next week. Well, we're going to get started right after this word from the Fairfield Inn in Lexington, Kentucky. We're going to get started with our first fascinating story. And that's actually with one of our auditors by the name of Anne Marie Bruins. And one of the cool things about this is we're going along on this ride with you. Helena and I don't know what the fascinating story is. The, these guests are all being booked by our guest booker, Denise. So if you have a fascinating story or you know somebody that just, you know, overcome the odds or just had, you know, rescued a horse that's a cool story or they did a fascinating thing in their lives that involved horses somehow, some way. Contact guest at horseradionetwork.com, and Denise will work on getting your person booked. But we don't know the stories either. That's part of the new thing, is Helene and I are going to learn along with you. All we're going to know, she's allowed to give us one sentence. So all we know about Anne-Marie Bruins is two-month cruise. That's all we know. So we're going to find out more about that after this word from Fairfield. Fairfield Inn and Suites North by Marriott Lexington is the ideal hotel for you as they are the closest hotel to the Kentucky Horse Park. They have the most spacious guest rooms and suites in the area, and they're only four miles from downtown Lexington. Fairfield Inn and Suites North offers complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi throughout the hotel, free parking, a business center, an indoor swimming pool and jacuzzi, an outdoor patio with grill, laundry facilities, and much more. You get hungry, Cracker Barrel is located right next door, and there are four other dining options available within walking distance for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Of course, Lexington is known for the Kentucky Horse Park, University of Kentucky, Keeneland, and the historical Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Enjoy a terrific hotel experience while you're touring Lexington. There's no denying that the Lexington North Fairfield Inn & Suites is the best value in town and will meet all your hospitality needs. Just Google Fairfield in North Lexington and make your reservations today. 
Well, we kick off our fascinating stories of the horse world with Anne Marie Bruins, who is here to talk to us. All we know, it wasn't a three-hour cruise that she went on. It, she did, as far as we know, she didn't crash and end up on a deserted island with the professor. What we do know is that she went on a two-month cruise, and that's about all we know. So, hi, Anne Marie. How are you? Hello, I'm good. <laughs> good? Well, first of all, thank you for being an auditor and a supporter of the Horse Radio Network. We appreciate that. Uh, thanks, you guys, for having the show. <laughs> well, now tell us, what's all this about? Um, okay, so the two-month cruise is actually a study abroad program that I did in college. Um, when I was a freshman, I decided that I wanted to do this program called Semester at Sea. Um, my sister had done it, and she told told us the, all these stories about how she went to like several different countries and got to like travel all over the world for it. And I really wanted to do it. So the summer in between my freshman and sophomore year, I got into the program and I left from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and we did a tour of the Mediterranean. Wow. I'm like, I'm like literally drooling right now because we just <laughs> recorded a segment with a tall ship called Oliver Hazard Perry, which is a sea semester. You, you basically get on a ship and you, you spend a semester at sea. And I was like, Oh my God, I totally want to do that. And you can do it. You don't necessarily have to be in college to do these kinds of programs, but I'm a little scared. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of odd to think that you would spend two or three months on the ocean. Were you at all nervous about this before you did it? Or was the, did Not the excitement just kind of take over? Um, I think it was more of like the excitement just kind of take over. I think the most thing I was really nervous about was when we ended up in the countries in North Africa, because at that time it was very turmoil, a lot of like in that area. So that was a little more nerve wracking, but I'm just the kind of the person that just kind of like, I'll do it and see what happens. I kind of like ask for forgiveness and permission type person. <laughs> Well, it's perfect for this type of trip. Now, I have heard about these in the past. Are they total party boats, or uh, is it just partying for two months, or is it you actually get something done? Um, no, we actually get something done. It's actually they restrict the amount of alcohol you have on board, even though we are in international waters, and a lot of us are college students, so we're not much older than twenty-one, so we are allowed to drink, but we're limited. Uh, a lot of our um, at sea days were done in class. We had scheduled classes when we were at sea, but when we got into port, we actually um, had like um, trips into like different areas of the region that we were learning about. So we had like a global, everyone had to take a global studies class. Everyone was required to take that class. And we learned about the port we would be coming into and learn about the history of the area. So we went to, I think the most nervous one was, but I think half of it was because I was nervous for this port, was the movie they showed us the night before. It was called Midnight Express, and it was oh, going God. into Turkey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I we think were, of that we movie every time I fly out of the country and get delayed at the airport coming back in. I'm like, Buck, they're going to hang me upside down by my feet and, and leave me in a prison cell. <laughs> and I'm like, why would they show this to us the night before we dock in Turkey? Why? What possessed them to do this? They were trying to scare you straight, I bet. 
Uh, yeah, I was like, I am not getting off this boat. <laughs> and they're like, do you intend to smuggle weed off out of the country? And I'm like, no. Then I'm like, yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> I think you're good. So what was... What kind of, yeah, what kind ahead, of ship was it? Yeah. Um, it was actually a renovated Greek cruise liner that um, the, the Semester at Sea program uh, acquired. They actually have a new ship now. It's a completely different ship that I sailed on. My sister sailed on a completely different ship as well because it changes from different universities. When my sister went in 2001, she was through the University of Pittsburgh. When I went in 2010, it was through University of Virginia, and now it's under um, University of Colorado. Do, do, it. Does it change so often because you guys trash it every year? or? <laughs> no, actually, they they just they just retire them because they get old and. Well, they're they probably buying like, old ones to like begin Zydoc. with, right? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, so Definitely. what you made all these stops? Give us a like a quick list of all the uh, of some of the ports you went to. Okay, so I'm going to start with where we left from. We left from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and then we crossed the Atlantic into the Mediterranean. We went through the Strait of Gibraltar, and we stopped in the first stop was Barcelona. Spain. And then we went to Italy. We had two stops in Italy. We had Civitavecchia, which is the port right outside of Rome. And then we went to Naples. Um, then we went up into, I think it was the Adriatic Sea. And we went to Piraeus, Greece, which is the city of Athens. And then we went to Dubrovnik, Croatia. And then we went to Istanbul, Turkey, Alexandria, Egypt, and then Casablanca, Morocco. And then we came back across the Atlantic and docked in Norfolk, Virginia. Wow, that's some trip. So did you? what was your favorite port? <laughs> it's definitely Croatia. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because I actually had never heard of the country of Croatia until we got on this trip. I'm like, so no, I had no idea what to expect from the city or anything. And it's just this beautiful old city that was refurbished after the war between uh, Czechoslovakia when it started when it had that war like 15 some years ago. And to see pictures of that city before we had even been there, like 15 years ago, it was trashed. Everything was decimated by bombs and shot and guns and it was just torn apart, and literally the tourist tourism built this city back up. And w was there any horses on the whole trip? Yes, there was. Actually, um, what was really funny is when I started the voyage, I had actually been recovering from a very severe injury to my foot, so I couldn't ride for about five to six months. At the end of the trip, I was hitting my five to six-month mark, so I was like, I met people on the ship that were also horseback riders, and I was like, we need to go horseback riding at some point. We tried in Croatia, it didn't work. So the last port we went to in Casablanca, we found out that the Royal Moroccan Riding Academy was about half hour train ride from us in Rabat. So we all got on a train, went to <clears throat> Rabat, had to find a taxi out into the middle of nowhere in Morocco. And we actually went and went horseback riding and a few of us actually got to jump a little bit. 
Okay, you are officially the bravest person I know. So not only do you get on a refurbished Greek cruise liner yeah. and head off to countries you've not you didn't even know existed before, you cross an ocean to get there or 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 did you fly? No, we actually sailed with the ship across okay. the Atlantic. Okay. So you did a transat a transatlantic crossing. <laughs> you get to Croatia. You you're coming off of a 5 to 6 month uh, injury. So you're on the ground and then you get in the saddle somewhere near Mongolia, uh, Morocco, Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That, well, that makes it sane. <laughs> so, and it was really I funny because love- like the instructor didn't even know a lick of English. I love this. What, I mean, what was going through your mind is it, did you have any sort of like, should I be doing this or, oh my God, it's been six months. I haven't been in the saddle. I don't care where I am. I need to get in the tack. It was mostly like that. Like I, my, my family, like I would send them pictures every so often when I would get, um, internet signal. And after that, I sent him a picture of horse and my parents were like, of course she finds her horses. (laughs) But I never really got super nervous until maybe afterwards. And I was like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. Did, did you, there's did just you something about recruit- her saying she's going to Casablanca to ride too. Isn't that just something oh. like out of the forties, right? I know. Yeah. yeah. We actually, just, we actually, please went tell to me you wore a helmet too. Yes, we did. Okay. <laughs> and we were jumping. Of course I would never have accepted jumping without a helmet. <laughs> You're jumping. So she didn't just get in the tax, she jumped to boot. I yeah. can't even With Amber, a broken we need leg. to go out for drinks, dear. <laughs> we need to go out for drinks. How did you convince the other people in the program to go riding with you? Were there any other horse addicts along? Yeah, um, there was uh four of us that actually were horseback riders. Two of the girls are from California. They were one was a uh hunt seat rider, another one was more of like a pleasure English rider, and then my friend from um, LA, she's more, was more of a Western rider. I was like really the only dressage rider of the group, but I also did some jumping. So I was like, we need to go. And then we finally like, all right, we have to do this before we leave Africa <laughs> and go back home. Wow. Yeah. That's a, what a great, what a interesting experience to have when you're that age too. Right. I mean, you, yeah. we know a I lot. I was the youngest too of this whole voyage. We know a lot of people that are in their 60s or retired to get to go do this kind of stuff, but not when you're that age and have that experience to think about then the rest of your life, right? I mean, that's that's what makes yeah. it so so very cool. So what of all of those places you went, which one is you, the one you would least like to go back to or the one that you would most like to go back to, both? Um, probably it's a toss-up for most likely to go back to is between Italy and Croatia. Um, those were just the most beautiful areas going to like Tuscany and Sorrento and going down the Amalfi coast was awesome. And Croatia was just so beautiful. I didn't, I feel like I didn't have enough time there. Um, least likely one, I would probably have to say Alexandria, Egypt, which is really shocking to me because growing up, I loved Egyptian history. I always wanted to see there, but there's something about Egypt in August that just was so unattractive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's interesting too, because that country. Well, talk about a country that's changed since you've been there, right? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, when we went there, we went to the Antiquities Museum in Cairo, and not even six months later, I turned on the news at home, and they had like ransacked the place. Oh, and I was boy. like, I was just there, and a lot of like their antiquities was destroyed, and I was like, I saw things that are now no longer intact. 
How hard was it to study on a cruise ship? <laughs> that's, that's, I'm thinking I would have failed at that miserably. It actually wasn't too difficult. Um, our teachers were more along the lines of learning as we go more than just doing a lot of homework. There was a lot of like reading different um, literature from the area. And I took a lot of English courses on the ship because I was an English minor. So it was going towards that. And, um, and everybody gains like, weight on a four day cruise. Um, did you, was the food as prevalent as it is on a regular cruise? I actually thought it was a lot better. Oh, so wow. much better than like, so a everybody cruise. gained 30 um, pounds in two months. Is that uh... probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, but there was a lot of potatoes there. If there's one way we learned from this trip is like the many different ways you can make potatoes. <laughs> That's funny. So did you come back? Well, you know, it's funny because we're sponsoring a cruise next year, right? Did you come back wanting to do another cruise or is that like get it for cruising? Oh, no, I wanted to do more. I like I came home. I We were actually in the dock in, Nor- in Norfolk and I look at my mom and I'm like, I didn't want to get off the ship. <laughs> I wanted to take another round. <laughs> Which is the way most people feel on the de-embarkation de- de- day of a cruise. Well, we hope that we yeah. see you next year. I hope you can make our cruise, and you could show us all how to do it, because you're going to be the veteran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I wish I could, but like with the planning of... Um, doing this trail ride challenge i'm not going to be able to take okay well now we have to talk about that because talk about fascinating stories helena this is the second part tell us about what you're talking about okay so i recently decided that um i wanted to do the 50 states ride challenge and what i'm going to do is go around to all 50 states and do a trail ride in each state wow Oh, my God, you have to call me when you get to Rhode Island. <laughs> or you could start in <laughs> Rhode Island. So how are there, yeah. the, oh, you? you I'm sure actually, you have a plan um, have, right now. My first my first retail ride right now is in Connecticut, and it's July 1st. Are, are you going to try and do this all in a certain period of time? Or, do, you know, are you going to take one big road trip and a camper? What are you going to do? Um, I'm actually just traveling independently. I'm hopefully would like to try and do this within the next five years. So some of the vacation time I'm taking this fall, I'm driving down to visit my sister in Tennessee. And along the way, me and my mom and my aunt and my brother are going to stop so I can do some of the trail rides. And I noticed that you're enlisting the help of some of the listeners and auditors to help you with that as well. Yes. (laughs) Actually, the one in Connecticut is with one of the auditors. Uh, I don't remember where I put her name. I I have it all written down in a book so I can keep track. Because I'm so horrible with keeping track of things. Well, I think that's uh, going to be fun. You'll have to come back occasionally and give us updates on on your fascinating uh, ride across the country. Yes. Actually, my Connecticut one is with Danielle Rigby, and it's in Hampton, Connecticut. Oh, yeah. Well, terrific. Well, I think that's a fascinating story right there. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and I never heard of the 50-state challenge, so so that's a new thing, too. I think that's really cool. Are you going to blog about it or write about it someplace? Uh, yeah, actually, I have a uh, Facebook page right now. It's um, Anne's 50 States Ride Challenge. Anne's 50 States Ride Challenge. We'll be sure to link to that in our show notes as well. Thank you, Anne, for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you, guys. I love talking to you.
now my favorite segment of the show. It's the Tack and Habits segment. This week's product review uh, is sponsored by Horselovers.com, and it is the Weaver Leather Felt-Lined Straight Smart Cinch. Whoa, why can't we get products that just have like one name? Short names. <laughs> Short names. So it's so the manufacturer is Weaver, and it's a leather felt-lined straight smart cinch. And we have our listener Mo or Maureen, which is very pretty, but I like Mo because it sounds like she's my best friend. So hi Mo and welcome back to the Aww. show. Thank you. It's great to be here, of course. So I what why did I think you wrote English? Are you a Western writer? Well, I write both. Actually, let me back up. I sit on a horse in both. I can't say I'm particularly accomplished at either, um, but I do. My horse and I both like to jump. So we do some English. And then when we trail ride, because he also likes to do, um, I would hesitate to say barrels because they're very large circles because neither one of us are very talented around objects. So when we trail ride, we do Western to run around in the field. It's a little bit of both. All right, I got it. So, um, so you apparently have a Western saddle in your your uh, your your goodie box, and to go mm-hmm. with that Western saddle, you decided to try this Smart Cinch. I know nothing about how cinches differ from regular girths. So, what were you looking for in a cinch? Well, I mean, the main difference, and I'm not an expert in tack either, but the main difference to me between a girth and a cinch is a girth you buckle up on both sides to the billets um whereas on a cinch on the near side so on the left side of the horse um you buckle up on the off side like you more or less like you would on english um and then on the other side you use a latigo strap so it's either a long leather or fabric strap that loops around typically it's just like a big d-ring and you kind of do this funky tie-off um so i'm short so I'm not athletic and I'm short. Fortunately, so is Jake. But getting the leverage to tighten up a cinch where it's comfortable, um, sometimes I have to, even with my boots on, kind of stand on my tippy toes and, and pull, um, which one isn't super fabulous for me. But I think it also kind of, it kind of makes like a jerky thing when you do it that way. And Jake's not cinchy, but I don't think that's super pleasant for him. Um, and he does like to do, I call it his spape. Um, stay puff marshmallow man impression. Yes. Where? Yes. Yeah. So you yes. have to kind of tack up in the cross ties and then walk over to a mounting block or the other side of the barn and then tighten up. Um, and, and, and when I'm writing English and when I get into the barn or get into the ring, I even get off and tighten up again because we're going to jump. You want to make sure you're really on. Um, or, you know, if you're writing Western and you're doing circles or barrels or anything like that, it needs to stay on. So, Um, What I like about this product is on the Latigo side, it has this roller bar. And I will admit when I got it, I thought, I don't know how this makes a difference. And I don't understand how the, how physics plays into this, like the science of it, but it is significantly easier to smoothly tighten the Latigo and have it be tight without Ah. pinching your horse. See, I I have the same... So I have the same challenges that that you do when you when you're under five five, uh, being yeah. able to get your girth uh, tightened without jerking your horse and without contorting yourself is really it, it's difficult. So you're saying mm-hmm. that actually getting this snug enough, you you have the leverage. It it sort of changes the physics so that you have the leverage to do it smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And I still like I, I t- you know I tack up in the cross ties or sometimes in a stall and walk over. And just recheck it. 
um, because he is stay puff marshmallow man. And so I will have to tighten it again, but it's just, it's like a really easy, quick pull up and then a tie off. And I don't feel like, and I, this isn't even so much the roller bar, maybe it's the felt, it never slips. And I'm in South Florida. So we're already, you know, sweaty Betty's, even though it's spring. Um, and it, it stays put. Nice. Glenn, you don't now, have any, people, Glenn, you don't use a girth for anything, right? No. Well, okay. yeah, we do. I mean, the harness has a girth. Uh, the harness does have a girth, and it's a—it's called the saddle, actually, that goes up to, uh, over the same place you, a saddle would sit. And that, that's the thing that has the little loops coming up that your reins go through and everything. Yeah. And also yep. the shafts are attached to it. So um, okay. there's, there's... Do you have a problem with scooters sweating and, and getting hot and worrying about Well, see, about the that one thing snow. about... You know, we don't have to tighten our girths as much. So we don't make them, like, really tight because the cart is not going to slide under because there's each equal pressure on both sides. The shafts right, okay. on both sides push equal pressure. So you don't have to worry about that sliding as much. Plus he's so fat it doesn't matter. I mean <laughs> Well see that's because I have a problem with the fatness too. So um and and I'm always wondering about you know my stay puff boy is, is he's he wears I say that he's in the husky sized horseware. He he wears husky sized Aww. tack. Um but I'm always interested in, so this particular cinch is, is leather and it's felt lined. So I'm always interested in the materials that go around horses who tend to sweat a lot mm-hmm. in the girth area. So my boy being big and carrying a nice velvety coat from the winter does tend to sweat a lot in the spring. So I'm always swapping out girths to find the most comfortable. What, what were your thoughts on the material that the cinch is made out of? I actually was kind of concerned about that because my English girth is neoprene for that reason. Cause he's always so sweaty. Um, but, well, first of all, when you take it out of the box, it's like, it's got some heft to it. I mean, this is re it's really well-made high-end materials. Um, and the felt bit, if you leave it upside down, it air dried really quick. And then I just, one of the trainers who drives Western at the barn said, just give it a stiff brush, brush off. And cause I was kind of worried about the hair getting stuck in the felt and then it, putting it back on and it rubbing kind of, yeah, yeah. um, and it, it came, you know, once it was dry and you brushed it, it came off right away. Um, okay. So, and it got sweaty, but I don't think he got any sweatier than he did, than he does in the, in, you know, either a neoprene or the, um, what's that? Is it sheepskin? The other English girth? Yeah. Um, yeah. The fleece. But, and I always felt like, yeah, the fleece. And I always, I never really cared for the fleece on, just because it didn't seem, it's, I live in the tropics and so stuff just doesn't dry. <laughs> I don't, it, the yeah. stuff just wouldn't dry, but this felt one seems to dry. I don't, again, I don't understand the science behind it. Cause it seems like it would be wet and gross, but it's not. Well, very cool. You know, it's affordable too. It's the Weaver leather felt line, mm-hmm. straight, smart cinch for 35 dot bucks, 3569 at horse You can find it there. We'll put a link to it in our show notes as well. So it comes down to it. You would recommend it. Yeah, I think like you said, for it's very affordable, but it feels like really well-made, good quality materials, and it's made in the United States, which I think yeah, is a great thing. Yeah, and that's awesome. one of the things about Weaver stuff. It's it, it's well-made. It's usually very well-made. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm glad it reviewed mm-hmm. well, and it's available in black and brown from 24 to 36. Remember, that's Western, so the inches are a little bit different. So it's black and brown from 24 to 36. You can find it at horselovers.com. Thanks, Mo. Thank you. Well, I, I, I think I want to try Western riding. 
a little bit. You've so never maybe... ridden Western at all? What? You've never ridden with a horn at all? No. Really? Not since I was like 10. Oh, wow. In camp. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, that, that review makes me want to go get <laughs> buy a Western saddle and race run barrels or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it was good. I like Mo. She's been on the show before. And I think she really gives a good, balanced, very articulate review of the product. So that was pretty cool. Hey, it's the and listener's job to make us look like yahoos. I, though I don't think I could fit any saddle other than the one I have on Brody right now because he is a chunk. <laughs> well, well is. you've been getting a lot of rain, so the grass is probably happy, happy. And he's just such an easy keeper. I mean, he's back in work and we're legging up and everything. And I checked his saddle fit because I have the changeable gullets on my saddle. And uh, I took a measurement yesterday just in case he went down a size because he gets a little hitch in his step if the if the gullet isn't right, you know. And I thought, well, for sure we're going to go down a size. Nope. He was well into extra wide. <laughs> Bless his little fuzzy heart. Uh, you take him out hunting, that'll go away. I hope so. Actually, you remember our good friend Margaret? Yeah. Margaret Purcell? Yeah. She is going to come down and she's going to hunt him for me next weekend. Oh, you're not hunting him? I'm not going to hunt him because I don't want to mess him up. So <laughs> this will be, be his first time out with hounds. Um the hunt club that we're going to ride with is just a little too far for me to go out for hound exercise right now. So they're going to be hunting. The fixture is just a few miles down the road from my house. So Margaret said she'd come down and um, hilltop him for me and get a sense of what he needs out in the hunt field. And then I'll be able to take him from there. Are you going to follow along and watch? I sure am. Yay. I sure am. But, you know, I trust Margaret and she's been on. It was one thing when, you know, Jennifer and I were taking all those ponies out and those quarter horses and putting them in the hunt field. We had we had our regular everyday jobs involved preparing these horses to hunt. It's a little bit more challenging when you're on your own. So having a trusted friend who will bring a lot of confidence to to Brody out there, I think, is the way to go. Well, tell Margaret hello from both of us. I will do. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We hope that you're going to enjoy the new Stable Scoop. And uh, we'll all be brand spanking new, but you got a little taste of it this week. We'll be all brand spanking new next week for sure. And for details about today's show, the website hasn't changed, StableScoop.com. The ways to listen haven't changed, and you've heard them all before. But uh, go get our app iOS or Android, just search for Horse Radio Network. It's free, and it's easy to use. You can find Helena's show at... ThatNewportShow.com. Buck and I are online every Thursday with a new episode. Did I see you were at a party last night? Last night? No. Party at my house. Oh, the, uh, oh. okay, because I thought I saw that you were heading to a party or something. You're always heading you know, to a we, party. We are. Well, we. Um, if you haven't had a chance, you have to check out the YachtMe app. And if you don't know what YachtMe is, log on to ThatNewportShow.com and do a search for Y-O-T. It's a really cool party app. So, yeah, Buck and I do get around to our party. <laughs> the good. older we get, the more socializing we do. College has got nothing on middle age, let me tell you. <laughs> All right, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Helena. You are welcome. We are done, but we'll be back next week with more. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>